0: For decades, the Kmart headquarters in Troy was the place to be if you were trying to make it big in American retail.
1: They brought clothing, they brought appliances and beds. They used to bring it all right into the massive lobby and wait to be called for their sales pitch. The Kmart brand has faded into our memories.
0: And now, the giant headquarters is about to be leveled. This is The Daily J. I'm Zach Clark. Kmart started locally as Kresge's in Garden City way back in 1899. The first branded Kmart store didn't open until the early 1960s, and by the 1970s, the brand was dominant across the globe. In its heyday, the company was
1: headquartered on Big Beaver Road in Troy. Back in the day, Kmart, you might say, was the old-time version of Shark Tank. Trucks used to line up all around the Kmart driveway and then onto Big Beaver Road. They would come from all over the country loaded with merchandise that people wanted to get into the Kmart stores. These were business people. A lot of them just rented these trucks to bring the merchandise in and try to sell it to Kmart buyers. They brought clothing, they brought appliances and beds. They used to bring it all right into the massive lobby and wait to be called for their sales pitch. It was the place to be in America to try to sell your products and maybe make your fortune: At its peak, Kmart had close to 2,500 stores around the world. Blenders, air fryers for under 50 bucks, $10 towels and native animal prints for just $19 each were among the most popular items, at the savings place, which is what they used to call it.
0: That right there is the familiar voice of WWJ business analyst Murray Feldman. And the Troy headquarters matched the Kmart Corporation's dominance. The compound clocked in at over 900,000 square feet. Here's more with Murray and WWJ Morning anchors Jackie Page and Jonathan Carlson.
2: Well, you know, I wasn't around here uh, back then, so that area was uh, just uh, bursting with activity and employees. And...
3: Well, it's uh, where Somerset Collection is now, yeah. so Somerset sort of kind of took over the traffic that was there. But uh, that building uh, housed not just Kmart headquarters, Murray, but also I actually worked for the Taubman Company. And, uh, you know, they since moved to Bloomfield yeah. Hills, but that was a very, very active site, right, Murray? It was Murray? a
1: beautiful building, and when you went in there, there wasn't a lot of light, as I remember. It was dark in the lobby, but that just made it even more attractive to people. It was just a a weird type of, of, of place to be where a lot of stuff was going on that would go all over the country.
0: These days, there are only three Kmart stores left in America. The last Michigan store was out in Marshall that closed in the fall of 2021. The next voice you'll hear belongs to Mark Cohen. He's the former CEO of Sears Canada, a company that eventually became intertwined with Kmart.
4: They were arguably the first discounter in that channel of retail. They were very successful. They were highly touted as a wave of the future. They did some very progressive things with uh, personality and with product. They entered the culture through the ubiquitous use of something called blue light special, which incited customers to head for a, a given department in the store at any given time. You know, what happened? Well, success brought competition. There was an enormous effort on the part of existing retailers like Dayton Hudson, Target, and of course, Walmart to get in on this upgrade from the Woolworths Five and dime.
0: Kmart moved their headquarters to Illinois back in 2005. So the massive building on 50 acres has been empty for decades. But that's going to change. The city of Troy says that the demolition of the complex will begin in the next several weeks. What might be next? Cindy Sierra is a principal of CC Consulting.
3: Well, in my opinion, and I'm involved with several redevelopments across the country, the buzz in today's world is really residential development. Our country as a whole is really... Underdeveloped in that particular category. And you see a lot of these developments, they'll so have a major residential component. And then you'll see infill with retail, with entertainment, theaters, perhaps office, although, you know, the office market is relatively soft right now. But my prediction would be that this would likely be a mixed use development and uh, have a very substantial residential component to it.
0: The more I thought about what might be next in Troy, I realized that something similar is happening just down the road in Sterling Heights. The old Lakeside Mall site sits on 110 acres. Sterling Heights Mayor Michael Taylor says they've considered all kinds of options for the site.
4: There's more than I could even count. And while I appreciate when Amazon comes in, Amazon has a huge facility in Sterling Heights as well. But we wanted something more, something different, something transformational, something that was going to draw people in rather than just be a huge warehouse. I mean, we've heard ideas from sports arenas or sports fields like minor league soccer, minor league baseball like they have at Jimmy John's. We heard ideas about that. People say, why can't we have a Great Wolf Lodge or a Kalahari type use there, convention center, medical uses, hospitals? community colleges, universities, you name it. If it exists, we've heard it proposed for Lakeside. There's been some really interesting ones. One involved the lake at Lakeside, having a river go through the property with a river walk. But this plan is very close to what Vision I and our city manager and our city council has had for probably close to 10 years now.
0: While the old Kmart site is large, Cindy, our redevelopment expert, says it's the location that makes it a prime piece of real estate.
3: The good news about retail in this world, and I do a lot of leasing in downtown Birmingham. And Birmingham is, you know, up in the high 90s as far as the percentage of lease that currently it is. But in the last maybe 10 years, maybe 15, Michigan is a very desired retail area. It wasn't always that way, but it has been, you know, recently. And I think you know the Somerset collection has always been able to attract some you know high end retailers and some very desirable retailers that you know many developments really want in their projects. And there's always those retailers looking for sites. So um, I think an, an amazing residential component, entertainment component, and retail component would would be you know an A plus location. And especially with the Somerset collection and the city of Birmingham down the street, it would certainly be a desired location.
0: You don't have to look far or wide to find countless think pieces on the death of brick and mortar retail. And for transparency, we have indeed talked about it on the Daily J before. But Cindy says that the death of in person retail tends to be a bit over exaggerated.
3: Well, I think, you know, for the past, what, decade or so, more than that, we've heard, you know, that retail's going away, brick and mortar's going away, you know, everything's going to be online shopping. And what we're finding is that is certainly not the case. When you see people, even like Amazon, doing brick and mortar stores, you know, many online shopping sites are now looking for brick and mortar stores. Shopping is never going to go away. It's a tactile experience. It is experiential. People want to go shopping. They want to have that experience. So you're always going to see shopping. And I think it ebbs and it flows as far as how commercial you know, space is leased or not leased. But, I mean, the good news is there's still plenty of concepts looking to locate a store, especially in Michigan.
0: Here's the thing. When the Kmart headquarters went up, the thought was that it would be there forever. But we know that nothing lasts forever. So the folks that developed the Troy site will have to keep that in mind. Mayor Taylor from Sterling Heights, he told us that he's always thinking about that in regards to the old Lakeside site.
2: It's so cyclical. I mean, you read the stories about how people were getting away from living in the suburbs and want to be more in downtown, then COVID hit, and now all the stories are about how office spaces in downtown areas can't get filled. We have to be very forward-thinking about what's something that can last 50-plus years here. Right now, we're looking at what people really need right now. They need housing. This lakeside property is going to primarily turn into a housing development. They're going to have the support of restaurants, coffee shops, not a million and a half square feet of retail like we have right now, but the right sized retail. And you also look at what people are gravitating towards, and it's that experience. It's not necessarily going into one store shopping and then walking to the next store. It's it's having some sort of interesting experience when they're going out. And so that's what we hope to deliver here. We wanna make sure that it's not obsolete in five to 10 years, as soon as it's built really. The
0: Kmart building was one of a kind, a symbol to the size and power of one of America's great retailers. But what comes next on that site will have to be symbolic of the needs of those in Oakland County and beyond if it's to be successful in its next phase. Today's big thanks go out to Murray Feldman, Jackie Page, Jonathan Carlson, Ryan Recker, Mark Cohen, Cindy Sierra, and Michael Taylor. Check out WWJnewsradio.com for the top local news stories on demand 24-7. Do you want that Daily J delivered right to you? Well, all you have to do is text WWJ to 20357 and you'll get it instantly. Message and data rates may apply. I'm Zach Clark, and this is The Daily
4: J. Thanks for listening.